0: Hello and welcome to Sustainapod, the youth-led podcast for all you young people curious and passionate about all issues related to sustainability in Asia. Sustainability is a massive topic and so for each episode we'll be breaking sustainability down by engaging in a conversation with special guests on a particular topic of sustainability. Aside from dissecting sustainability from different perspectives, we also hope you can join us in taking action. So stay tuned for some special tips we'll be introducing at the end of every episode. My name is Belinda, and I'll be your student host for this first episode of Sustainable. For the next few episodes, we will be taking a deep dive into the hot topic of plastic waste in Hong Kong, starting off with a specific focus on what it's like to work in the environmental NGO sector. And there's no one more suited to join me in this discussion than Dana Winograd. Director of Operations at Plastic Free Seas. Plastic Free Seas is a Hong Kong-based environmental charity focused on changing the way society views and uses plastic. With their strong focus on education and behavior change through taking action, Plastic Free Seas has conducted well over 300 beach cleanups and engaged with students and corporates through their outreach initiatives since 2013. Dana. Welcome to the podcast, and a special thank you for being our very first guest.
1: Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm very excited to be here with you, especially for your first ever podcast.
0: So let's begin by talking a bit more about your current role in Plastic Free Seas. How would you describe the work that you are doing right now? Plastic
1: Free Seas focuses on education. So we work with students in their schools and also outside to raise awareness, teach them about the problem of plastic, and most importantly, what they can do to solve it. So my normal day might see me when it's not COVID in in a school doing a presentation. I could be working with corporates doing presentations, but I could also be visiting a recycling facility to see what's really going on there, or on the beach doing a beach cleanup. So my job is uh, quite varied, which keeps it very exciting.
0: That sounds very impactful and really encapsulates just how varied NGO work is. So can we start off with learning a bit more about how you got involved with Plastic Free Seas? Like what's the story and the background behind your engagement with this NGO?
1: I've had quite an interesting route where I've got to now. It started back in 2007 when I... Responded to a request for people who are interested in helping the environment in Discovery Bay where I lived So I met with a group of people and we started looking at environmental issues in Discovery Bay and we did beach cleanups We launched recycling within Discovery Bay. We even had tree planting, flea markets, that sort of thing And that led on eventually to dealing with plastic out of just Discovery Bay into the wider Hong Kong because we knew it was an issue that really needed to be addressed. But my background isn't an environment though. So for all of you who are wondering what your route's going to be, you never know where your career path might take you. I started in the hospitality industry and business school. So it's, uh, don't think you're only going to have one career. You never know where you might end up.
0: So actually that's very interesting. You mentioned that your background in hospitality, and I was just wondering, you know, are there any kind of links between your previous profession and what you're doing now? Has that kind of helped you in any way or given you some kind of grounding or has it been like a completely diving into a whole new world um, that's very different from before? That's an interesting
1: question. Uh, my last role in the hospitality industry was as an inspector. So I looked very closely at the services, the the product and what was really going on in a hotel. And I think that that experience was very good um, training for me in this new industry because I have to really look at what's going on, understand what's happening, uh, look at it from all kinds of different angles. And also just having a business background helps running a business. So the financial aspects of things, strategy. So there's a lot of synergies, regardless of which uh, specific background you have come from and where going, there's always things to be taken and expanded on.
0: It's very interesting that you mentioned like that the NGO world is actually very similar to, you know, the business world, because I think a lot of people might think, oh, it's actually two very different things because it's nonprofit. Can you explain a bit more perhaps why it's important the NGOs operate very similarly to businesses?
1: When you work for an NGO, you, you oftentimes are receiving donations from the public or you could be receiving government funding, corporate funding, what, but you have to act as a business. So having a a business background can help you a lot in, in the NGO world. And I feel it's even more important because you're responsible for somebody else's money. They're entrusting you with their funds for the good in our case, of the environment, to, to make things better. So I feel a huge amount of responsibility as far as uh, what we spend, how we spend, the impact, the outcome. So there are a lot of similarities in that point of view. And then, you know, it's, the rest of it is is common. It's very common between for a company working for an NGO, you have to deal with people, you still have staff issues, human resources, Uh, you want people to be able to learn and progress just like you would in a company. So there there are a lot of similarities. We just have the added bonus of knowing that we're improving society in some way, not just improving somebody's, uh, you know, the bottom line from a financial point of view. There's the There's that element, which is very satisfying, far more for me than working just in a business that doesn't have the same goals.
0: So speaking about kind of the NGO sector, what would you say are kind of the biggest challenges then being in this sector right now?
1: Well, of course, right now, particularly at this time since uh, late last year with the protests and then with COVID, of course, our goal is to interact with as many students and schools as possible, community events, beach cleanups, that's not possible and that has been curtailed since actually since the protests we've had challenges. So just doing our work has become much harder but luckily with technology we've been able to have Zoom presentations, we're able to meet our audience in a different way. From a financial point of view of course we uh, our revenue would be down. Our donations are down, just because we're not in schools, we're not meeting with companies, we're not able to generate the same revenue that we may have had in the past. So those those would be challenges in particular at this point of view. And of course, just when you compare an NGO and a company, a company, um, their main focus is to generate revenues through a service or a product, and we, as an NGO, we don't have that that just forms part of it and our revenue is coming from donations so it's a different um it's a different skill set it's a different way of looking at how you raise funds
0: i just wanted to go back to your earlier um point that you mentioned about your previous background and kind of the transition into the ngo world um was that a challenging decision to make? What kind of things were you considering when you were initially transitioning and deciding to go into this full time?
1: It wasn't difficult for me at all. I had uh, taken a break from my career in order to start a family, and during that time, I continued to volunteer in various different uh, different projects because I was always trying to give back and help you know raise my family and as I mentioned, the, with the community DB Green starting to help work in this area in 2007, that just morphed very easily into making the decision that when I did want to go back to work full time, that this was such an important issue to me, that it was definitely the route that I wanted to go. And I going back into the hospitality world was never going to be an, an option for me.
0: I see. Yeah, I mean, definitely, I think just listening to you, like, there's so much passion behind kind of the decision and why you made it. And that's definitely very inspiring as well to, you know, personally ha- take on an impact in your everyday career and job as well. So, yeah, Um, I guess just to wrap up, you know, this episode. Um, Do you have any advice for young people who are thinking about working in in this field of, you know, sustainability and they want to, you know, make an impact through their career, potentially in the nonprofit sector or potentially in other ways as well? Yeah, definitely
1: what I was... uh... Leading on from what you just said, you don't have to necessarily be in the NGO world, in the nonprofit sector to make an impact. You could be working in the for-profit, but on sustainability. So my recommendation to young people, and of course it depends on what age you are, but get involved, You volunteer for various groups, see what's out there, experience helping. And then when you choose to go on into university or whatever uh, tertiary education you you choose to go on to it may be in the environmental um, area but it may be in the business world it could be in psychology you can do so much in your with your education that it doesn't really matter what matters most is you find something that you're passionate about get as much experience as you can in that area and the path will then come to you eventually and you will have skills whether that's like I said psychology or finance or actual sustainability environmental science whatever it is you'll be able to use those skills and find something that you can be passionate with because I have to say I am very lucky to work in the area that I am so passionate about I wake up every morning excited to get back to work
0: Great. Thank you very much, Dana. And thank you, Sustainapod listeners, for your time with us learning more about what it's like to work in the nonprofit sector. We would love to know your thoughts on this episode, whether it inspired you to get into the NGO sector or helped you think about your upcoming and future career in a new way. So email us at sustainapod at gmail.com with your thoughts, comments and questions. And don't forget to tune in for our upcoming episodes. I'm Belinda, and this is Sustain